The function of leadership is to produce more leaders, not more followers. Leaders of Men. Welcome to Leaders of Men. I'm your host, Nick Warner. In a society that yearns for legitimate male role models, I speak to men that are forging the pathway to a healthy, integrated masculinity. This week's episode is with the uncivilized man himself, Trevor Bohm. Trevor is the author of the book, Man Uncivilized, the founder of the uncivilized movement and uncivilized nation. His mission is to change the way 1 million men express their masculinity by combining primal savagery with deep consciousness. Trevor's love language is pull-ups. I hope you enjoy. Trevor Bohm, thank you for joining me. This is uh, this is quite something I've been looking forward to. So it's beautiful to have you on. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for inviting me into this space. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's jump straight in. What does sure. masculinity mean to you? Ooh, masculinity to me is an energetic expression. It is a way that people, primarily men live, exist, ex- and I'm going to go back to that word over and over, express themselves in the world. And it is, there's a, that is the tip of the iceberg. And there is, you know, 10 miles underneath that of nuance and flavor and depth. But to me, it's simply that it is, it is someone, and I'm going to say primarily, we'll just say primarily, it is how a man expresses the core expression of being a man before he gets to all of his individual flavors. It's just that core expression of a man. And what is that core expression? To me, it comes down and I have a little bit of a unique view. It's a blend of the primal and a blend of the divine. So there's this knowing that a man will go out and get, a man will go out, will stay home and protect a man will provide, a man will create, a man will build, a man will create, will, will bring order and structure to chaos. And then a man will have a deep sense and a deep feeling. Masculinity provides a deep, like a, a backdrop of space holding for the world and for emotion and for nature. So that's how I view the the combination, right? And I know this is a little bit of broad stroke terms, but it's that primal like, okay, I need to be in nature. I am part of nature. I am part of the flow of nature. I have these archetypes. I have the hunter in me. I have the builder. I have the protector. On top of, obviously, there's there's infinitely more, but that's in all men. And then the capacity to hold for the deepest of emotion, the deepest of feminine expression, the deepest of chaos, and the deepest of understanding that he is part of something that is so much vaster and more mysterious than himself than he'll never know, but he has the capacity to hold for that. Uh, that was the answer I was trying to pull out here. Thank you. <laughs> If you had a 12-year-old son, what is the most significant thing he needs to know? Hmm. One, actually the most significant, and we're going to say that he's 
you know, heteronormative and wants and is identifying as a, a male is that he is going to grow into something that he's not yet. And that that job, that archetype, that expression, that being is going to have a certain set of qualities, a certain set of responsibilities that he is going to have to embody. And when he does, his life and everyone around him will be vastly safer and they will, they will be able to relax into who they are and his life will be infinitely, I don't want to say easier, but smoother because he's been initiated into and have, just having this explained, Nick, right? I, I want him to know that manhood is a thing. Manhood is, it comes with, it's a job, but it's more than that. It's an embodiment. It is a way of living in the world and he can choose to ignore it. He can choose to deny it or he can choose to embrace it. And if he chooses to embrace it, everything about his life will be different. It will be more potent. It'll be more powerful. It'll be more beautiful. It'll be healthier. And I'm going to go back to the word I used before. He will be safer and all people around him will as well. And I'll be like, you know what? For your 20s, don't take shit too seriously. Surf as much as you can. Don't worry about making money. Figure out what you love. Create art. Be really nice to people and dive into understanding the feminine. Like study this. Educate yourself about this. Disconnect from collective culture and dive into the classics about this is what masculine energy is. This is what feminine energy is learn to surf, learn jujitsu. If you can figure out the guitar, <laughs> that trifecta will make a lot of your life really, really amazing. <laughs> learn to cook. Yeah. There's another one. <laughs> and learn how to change the tire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What is your deepest desire? For me, it's impact, Nick. It's, like there's nothing that turns me on in the world more than impact, creating impact. And the dovetail of that is if that impact has anything to do with the alleviation of suffering, then I am lit the fuck up. I have dedicated my entire life to creating impact that alleviates suffering. Sometimes at my own peril, you know, like I'll drive 24 hours to teach free at a workshop because I know the people there need to hear what I have to say. And more so that, that I know they need to hear what I have to say. They will then shift their behavior. They will have their hearts lightened. They will have pain released. And then they will go back into their own communities as vastly different people. Hmm. So those two things just, just play with me and, and drive me and inspire me and, and eat at me and, uh, impact and the alleviation of suffering. Those are my jams. What is an uncomfortable truth about you? That hmm. it took me 40 years to wake the fuck up. Like 40 years that I still battle a bit with. All of this information was out there. All of this understanding was out there. And I was just so blind to it. I even had it introduced to me and I was like, yeah, this is dumb. I don't need this. Right. I think that is, 
it's not it's not shame at this point it was shame when i realized it like wow i'm a blind man in the world and i have caused so much harm and hurt and destruction simply by being unconscious Mm. so yeah that i i wish it was like at 16, I woke up <laughs> or 15 or 14, you know, I, I often rage about the Pythagorean theorem. I don't know if they teach that where you are, but remember a squared plus B squared equals C squared. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've never used that in my entire life. And so I wish that for that class in junior high, they were like, Hey, we're just going to stop geometry right now. This is what the masculine means. This is what space holding means. This is what communication means. This is the actual definition of intimacy. This is what's going on in the world. Cool. Now, if you need to make a triangle, like figure that shit out on your own. All right, go run along. Go be amazing. <laughs> I actually, I came out of a retreat. Oh, so you did the your dark retreat at Lake Atitlan, yeah? Yeah. So I did the same one, um, but only for really? 11 days. But I came out of that retreat and there was a kid there. So I was 30 when I did that and there was a kid in this ashram who was 19 and he'd spent mm. periods of time in silence and he'd spent periods of time just like properly dedicated to going inwards mm. and healing himself so mm-hmm. imagine when was that Nick? Uh, five years ago was it Dylan Lyon? Australian guy? No, no American guy. I was there. There's a really young guy there who's now doing just phenomenal things in the world with psychedelics, with peace, with like community building. But yeah, I remember sitting there and being like, oh, at your age, I was, you know, a freshman in college and I didn't know my ass from my elbow. And yeah, I was completely lost. So yeah, how profound. I had no idea you did the dark retreat. That's amazing. Yeah, I think one of the the most beautiful things is like these guys that are in this work now are, you know, 30s and 40s and 50s, but there are generations of kids who are teenagers and they're getting into this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. there's a real beautiful shift that is happening. Yeah. Um. What is your most profound pain in this moment? You know, Nick, I don't have a connection to my biological family. And it's not for any particular reason. It's not like there was the event, you know, the thing that happened that split the family apart. Um, And so that's been true for me for almost 30 years. And a week or so ago, I went and saw my, my parents for the first time in maybe five, six years. And I had a profound missing of my father. And to see him at an age where he's significantly declined. He's not the, he was the most brilliant man I've ever met. He's a, an actual genius. And yet to see where he is just health-wise and cognitively was just absolutely brutal. Uh, and I mm. still carry a bit of that pain with me this morning. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. When was the last time you were out of integrity? Ooh, 
God, I'll say this morning, right? I was, I, I had this, you know, <laughs> and it's, I, it's so, I'll just be so blatantly honest that I, a week ago was like, okay, social media, we don't need to get on that before like 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we know this every study, like I preach this every, st- I've watched the social network. It's, and yet this morning I woke up at like five twelve and was just lying in bed and was like, I wonder what's on Instagram. And, and it was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know this. We made like, we have the post-it note that says like no social media. We have the people that are like, don't do it. And then it was just like, boop. Oh, wow. Look what all of these other people are doing this morning. <laughs> and it, it drives me insane that it's something so, it feels like something so simple, like just don't do it. But man, that pull of like, I was alone. It was early. I was lonely. I was like, I didn't want to get out of bed yet. I didn't want to get the, like start the machine. And so it was just a little bit of entertainment and mind numbing and, you know, yeah. So it's 846 this morning. So right now, so three and a half hours ago, I was out of integrity. I appreciate you bringing that up. (laughs) I uh, had a similar thing this morning. I woke up and went to the bathroom. And on the way, I picked up the phone and my partner just looked at me and she's like, no, 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 not for an hour. <laughs> right? It's a real thing, man. It's a real thing. I, I have a mentor who was a Green Beret for 20 years, like led high-level missions all through Afghanistan was so integral in bringing tribes together, has written multiple books, multiple Ted talks, charges like $2,500 an hour to, to consult, has created his own one man play that he took all over the country. And I was at a workshop with him and he was leading and he's like, we're talking about resistance, you know, that when you, when you want to do something, there's a force that's created to, to go against you. And he's like, you guys want to know what resistance looks like for me? And I was like, this is going to be massive, right? This has got to be some huge thing. And the guy, he just like put his head down and he goes, Facebook, my wife will come into the garage and catch me on Facebook. And she will take my phone out of my hand and be like, you're not supposed to be doing this, are you? And he like, looked like a little 12 year old boy. This is a man who's done so much extraordinary things in his life. And I just sat there and I was like, I feel you, brother. I feel it's real. Right, it, it's not always the nuclear, the bomb that's 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 derailing our lives. Or I'm not out of integrity because oh my god, I'm cheating on my wife, or I'm using cocaine and nobody knows it. It's just the little things. It's like the death by a thousand cuts, and got and damn, social media is a beast. <laughs> and I'm so glad your partner called you on it too. <laughs> I love. Ah! They like oh. No, I had this this rule for a while. You just sleep with the phone out of the bedroom. And you wake up and there's no phone. It's easy. And for some fucking reason, the phone has just found its way back. Oh, I use the the excuse of it's my alarm clock. Get a watch. Or set the alarm outside of the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that last, uh, truly last night when I put it down, plugged in, I was like, wow, I wonder how many people sleep next to their phones. Guilty. Yep. What are you most afraid of? Ooh. 
Have you ever seen the movie A Bronx Tale with Robert De Niro? There's a line in it. He said, there's nothing worse than wasted potential. Mm. And so I think that's the thing I'm most afraid of is that I'm going to get to the end of my life and look back and go, man, I could have done so much more. Mm. And logically i know at this point i've written two books i've done talks i started a movement i've shifted a number of people's lives but yet that's still the driving fear that i could have done more and that's i think a daily battle between satisfaction and this drive that says you're just the tiniest fish in the biggest pond and there's so many people who are waking up this morning and they're either going to look for your information or they're going to look for a gun. And Mm. if you had written something more powerful yesterday, maybe they would have found it. And Mm. that's the, like, that's the thing that eats at me, Nick. Yeah. That's um, it's a common one for men, isn't it? That the fear of not fully reaching your potential, but then how do you know? I feel you. And, and it, you know, cognitively, I also know, and I've told this to other men, like you will reach more of your potential if you take a rest day. Mm-hmm. We know this about exercise. I'm not going to, you know, okay, if I, if I lift weights 12 hours a day, seven days a week, I'm not going to get my strongest. I'm going to get my sickest. But yet there's a part of us that, that a part of me, I'll just speak for myself, that uh, just isn't that comfortable with downtime and feels like I should be doing more. And, you know, the first three days of any vacation I take are miserable. I'm like, I should, I don't want to, this is a way, I don't know, I don't really like this. And then it's like, flat out on the bed, like, oh my God, we so needed this. (laughs) Just have to get through that 72 hours of self-induced guilt. (laughs) Now I know the answer to this one. What is it you are creating? Building a movement of a million men who express their masculinity through the primal and divine. And I'm sh- the goal of that is to shift culture, is to shift the options, the opportunities, and the perceptions that men have so that they tap back into that primal part of them and are not apologetic for being born in a male body yet realize that the responsibility of being in a male body comes with so much necessity for consciousness that they're willing to take that dive as well. And therefore they walk around with both. They have the primal, they have the conscious, they have the deep understanding of the masculine and the deep celebration in themselves before they go outward of the feminine. Yeah, it's one of the biggest kind of difficulties for a lot of men I've found, especially when you're younger, there's this fear of if I'm if I connect to that feminine, then I'm gonna be seen as less masculine. Mm-hmm. And then that just starts this downward spiral of denying what is intrinsically within them. And yeah. to get men to actually integrate and own yeah. that we all have it within us. And it's actually a really beautiful part of being a man is our ability to tap in and to be vulnerable and to be, mm-hmm. you know, to tune into that feminine side. Sure. Uh, to get the guys to be like, hey, 
that it's actually okay and it's even it'll make you even more powerful yeah that's the the hurdle we all have and the hump we all have to to get over but it's happening right it's it's this it's the the thousand seed theory that we just keep planting these seeds and you never know which one's going to sprout and you never know what that sprouting is going to affect around it mm-hmm. and as you said earlier it's younger and younger men are starting to get involved in this in this in this work mm-hmm. they look up at us and go oh wow you guys realize that what you were taught isn't working cool let's not wait till we get to your age to figure it out mm-hmm. and i think that's the beauty of what's happening right now and and i get asked every day what do we do about like, how come you don't have a pro- program for teenage boys or teenage young men? And finally in the last two weeks, I was like, okay, okay, okay. I, this isn't, I don't, I don't have kids. I don't spend a lot of time with young men, but, but the necessity is so clear because they are wading through a different sea of confusion than you and I had to, mm-hmm. you know, for us, it was very binary. It was either like you're a hyper masculine or you're weak and you're, you're, you're less than, I think for the younger men, but we didn't have social media, right? So the young men are now just bombarded with all of these thousands of conflicting messages a day without a foundation. And oftentimes without a male mentor or a male role model who's saying, hey, guess what? You get to celebrate your entirety. There is nothing weak about the feminine. It's actually, here's the divine mind fuck. It's going to be even, it's going to be what you draw on to create your greatest power. Now imagine if that was the common the conversation around dinner tables at 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we shift culture. It's starting with us. Like it's starting with guys our age. I'm in my 40s and know so many men who have gone, yeah, it, it isn't working. And I've checked all the boxes, right? I did all the hyper-masculine stuff. I have the cars, I have the wife, I have the house, I have the kids who don't talk to me, I have the addiction, I have the the marriage that's about to fall apart, and wow. I did everything I was supposed to do. Oh my God, there's this emptiness in me that needs to get addressed. And there's no amount of vehicles, dollars, pussy, sex, houses, stuff that's going to fill that. Mm -hmm. Okay, no one told me this. I was actually taught the opposite. All right, let me now seek on my own. And now there are so many options for people to find that I, I have a lot of faith right now. And yes, it's gonna it's gonna start with the younger men. Yeah, yeah. To get into the schools and to plant those seeds of um, a better way or a different way, rather than trying to fix men once they're broken, just to allow, yeah, to see what is a healthier version. For sure. Yeah. What would you like to be known for? Mm. Just a part, being a part of the shift in this culture. I don't want to say like I'm the guy who shifted it because there are so many other amazing men who have their unique flavor that's, that's shifting their ecosystem of men. I just want to be a part of the conversation. I want to be known as he was in the mix. He was one of many who helped shift the way culture was going. Mm-hmm. And man, could he write. That's, <laughs> it, <yeah. laughs> that guy could throw some words around. Yeah. 
I, uh, I don't say this lightly, mate, but definitely <clears throat> your book is top three with Superior Man and for me, probably King Warrior Magician Lover. Mm, Iron Johnny's books. up there, but um, yeah. your one just really resonated Thank very you. deeply. Appreciate that. What would you love for men to know with every fiber of their being? Oh man, that's such a beautiful question. I, I, I'd love them to know a couple things. One, that they have choice that they have choice of how they present themselves in the world and how they exist and express themselves in the world. And that even though I'm presenting uh, a single form or a hopefully wide form of masculinity, there are infinite forms of masculinity. There are infinite expressions of masculinity. And I want men to, to be proud of being men. I want them just to say, okay, some men are doing bad things in the world and some men have done bad things. A lot of men have, and I am not that man, but I am a man. And so I'm going to take pride in the fact that I have choice as to how I exist. And simply by being a representation of healthy masculinity, I will change the world. I'll say that's part one. And part two, this isn't my answer. But when I ask Michaela Bohm, what is the one thing you wish men knew? And this is, she's like the uber mensch of, like, she's the, the genius of all of this. She stopped and, and sat and thought for a minute and said, I wish men realized how profoundly sensitive you were. And I would love for men to have permission to own our sensitivity. Right. And I spent time, a uh, good half of my life in the hyper masculine world around fighters, around military guys, bodyguarding, CrossFit, you name it, like man, man, man. And yet the power that I saw men lacking was their relationship with their sensitivity. Mm. And so I think it's both. Like one, how profoundly powerful you are as a man and profoundly powerful your choices are. And the allowance and acceptance and full embracing of just how beautifully fucking sensitive you are. Mm. Yeah. It's having that almost like the permission mm -hmm. to feel fully mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. and not, I mean, we get taught don't feel, don't be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Don't tap into that. Mm -mm because you'll be less of a man. Mm -hmm. But to know that not only do you have permission, it, it's, it's almost enlightening once you start to do that. Mm -hmm. Just to peel back that armor and just to yeah, express fully how you feel. Mm -hmm. so, brother, it's a superpower, man. It's a superpower. Like wow. That's how I want to frame it. Like, hey, I was watching a jujitsu video this morning and there's a question. I think Jocko Willink was answering his son saying like, dad, is there such thing as a superpower? And Jocko's going, yeah, jujitsu is a superpower. And I also want to say being in touch with sensitivity, being in touch with your inner world, being in touch with your feelings. And this is not a common conversation. That is a fucking superpower. Hmm. 
it will let you it's, it's like taking the world from black and white to hd color like who 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 could rationally sit down in front of a young man and say hey man uh i think you just need to keep doing things black and white i, I don't think you you don't want to see color you don't want to smell smells you, you just no no black and white's great trust me because color's weakness and we don't do that as men They'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Take your, take your 1972 TV and get the fuck out of here. I want to feel and see like, that's a superpower. That's how I'd love to see this position met Nick. So mm. that men go, wow, wait a minute. Superpower. Hmm. That's really interesting. Tell me more about this, but that's how I view it. And after awakening and feeling and be like, oh my God, there is so much happening in the world, in my room, in my body, in my relationship at all times. How dare someone deny that, deny me that for the first 40 years of my life? Mm-hmm. How dare the culture indoctrinate me into a being that didn't get to experience this? It's like at 40, someone came along and was like, hey, there are these things, they're made of paper. And when you open them, there's words written on them. And those words are going to take you to faraway places. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. But you guys told me when I was seven that that was weak. And then you punched me. And now you're telling me about this? Like, tell me about this. What are these books you speak of that only certain men get? Like, come on. This is it's how ridiculous it is, but also how tragic, right? And how, God, how fucking tragic. And so, yeah, I think I just went on a little rant. <laughs> Coffee's it, kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the last question, bro. That was, uh, Beautiful. That was the 10. All right. Thank so, you for having me. Man, thank you so much. It's it's really been a pleasure for me. Before you go, can you talk about what you have got offering your programs and your book and your movement? Sure, 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 sure. Uh, if you're listening to this, please read my book. It's called Man Uncivilized. You can get it on Audible. You can get the Kindle on Amazon if you want the hard copy, which I hope you get a hold of. Go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book. And I'm in the midst right now, Nick, of teaching a class called Kill the Nice Guy. And it's, it's packed with men who are realizing that, wow, I am manipulative of the feminine. I am codependent with the feminine. I am manipulative and codependent with the universe. And that has cost me a life of authenticity. And as you know, from running any course, it's like I had an expectation of where this would go and how it would be. And now two weeks in, my mind is just blown of how these guys are showing up and the benefit they're getting just from, you said, just from the permission to look in the mirror and say, I've got you. I've got your back. I have abandoned you and I'm sorry. And I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to be more influenced by the good opinion of other people than I am going to be influenced by my heart. And if I stop the course tonight at the two week mark, 90% of these guys would go live radically different lives just from that. And so if that's something you guys, anyone listening to this is interested in, please go to the same website, manoncivilized.com forward slash kill the nice guy and dive into that course. I think it should be, I'm biased, but I think it should be required of every college freshman or, you know, before you graduate high school, you, as a guy, you got to learn that you were probably taught many things that aren't true. 
and you're living from that place. And there is a whole nother way of being. So yeah, hit my website. I'd love for you guys to follow me on Instagram. I'm at Traver Bohm, T-R-A-V-E-R, B-O-E-H-M. As you know, I have a dysfunctional relationship with social media. So I'll probably be on there at five o'clock in the morning, pretending that I'm not, and we'll answer your questions. (laughs) I'll put uh, all information in the notes, but if you haven't read his book yet, honestly, top, my top three men's books, it just the way, the way it is so easily digestible and it just breaks down, it just breaks it down into very easily digestible pieces and it is just fucking profound. And I Thank truly you. mean that, brother. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. So thanks again for joining us, mate. And um, My pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers. Take care, Nick. Thank you.